Welcome to the House Church Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message by Pastor Stephen Sexton. If you would like to know more about the House Church, please visit our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the House app. All right, have a seat, have a seat, have a seat. Thank you so much. Sorry, that was a little longer than usual, but I'm working out and trying to figure out how to, how to do this. And um, uh, if it's your first time here, uh, obviously it is a casual environment. It's usually not this casual. Uh, and so I, I'm going to do my best to do what I do. And so, um, you know, if you're going to judge me for being in shorts, then you really do need to be in church. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, we're going to have a good time uh, here today. Um, thank you guys for praying for my family. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what I just did. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we're going to try to figure this out. Um, you know, uh, here's the thing. Uh, for us, just, just a little bit of uh, backstory is, you know, just three weeks ago, we got hit head on uh, taking my kids to school, and, and that was a a pretty big moment for, for Katie and I and even our family and our kids. And we've been processing through that pretty much every night, praying, talking. You know, a lot of great conversations have come out about that, uh, through that. And, um, you know, uh, a lot of people want to know about the, uh, you know, the, the other guy. And, and, and we're praying for him. We love him. And at some point in time, we're going to reach out to him. But... You know, uh, I, I think that my, my focus is not on who did what, but what God's going to do. And so I think that in life, we can always have someone that we focus on, a parent, uh, a spouse, an ex, a kid, a child, someone, and we can make them the author of our hurt, or we can make God the author of our healing. And so uh, I think for us, uh, it's very, very important uh, for us to know as a church that you will have bad days. Now, I'm not professing that over you. I believe that. We believe the report of the Lord. I believe that we speak those things that are not as though they are. But someone is going to hurt your feelings. You're going to come to church and someone's going to hurt you. Your family's going to hurt you. People are going to hurt you. They're going to let you down. Jesus is the only one that said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Jesus is the only one that said that. Jesus is the one that said, I will stick closer than a brother. And so what we are doing here today is we're learning how to live in life. That's why you come to church. You come to church because you get a fresh perspective on how to think. And so hopefully, here's what happens, is that you coming touches your heart, your mind, I'm sorry, heart, mind, <laughs> and your soul. That, that intellectually you're stimulated and you leave with a question and you leave with an answer. That your soul connects and then I believe in supernatural spiritual moments. I believe that those supernatural spiritual moments lead us to take um, steps of faith. And, um, and I think that if we have a church that is intellectual only, then we will all have great theology, but we will, we will, we will base our faith on what we understand. And there are some things that you just don't know why they happened. If we are, and so, so that leads us to we have to have moments. 
supernatural, spiritual moments that are not weird or kooky, but when we have worship, and, and I'm praying that we've had times when people are, are, are here and they're, they're, they're crying and God's moving on their life and, and God has a way through worship and the word and, and community where he can touch your and unearth Come on, I, 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 we used to live in Hot Springs, and we had seven acres, and uh, I, 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 we lived on the top of a mountain, and I, I tried to uh, uh, grow some grass, and, uh, and so it, it's, it's different. Hot Springs is, is, the ground seems harder than here in Northwest Arkansas. It's very mushy here. I don't know about, and so that was very awkward to me because it was never mushy in Hot Springs. We were on this mountain, and I'm talking about when you walked on the ground, it was like, you know, you walk in, in the subdivision that I'm at, and it's like, <laughs> it's like you, if you step too hard, it's going to go, you know, and I guess they groundhogs or moles or whatever it is, but, but it, it, it's crazy. And, um, and a lot of times in our own life, we have to unearth the hard things for God to plant the deep things. And so... I'm excited about what I want to share, but but before that, I want to take a moment, and I, I want to talk a little bit about life groups. We usually don't do this, but because of all that happened with us, usually we do like two or three weeks of life groups, and I just want to talk real quick, and so I've got two couples that are going to come up here. Y'all come on, Mark and Mary and Jonathan and Jeannie, y'all give them a big hand. Come on, grab your mic. I needed to do this quick because I already felt like preaching. It's been, <laughs> man, it's been a long time. So uh, I need to, I need to uh, do this or, or you guys wouldn't get to come up. Um, but uh, we're just going to take a moment and I'm just going to ask them uh, th- three questions and, and uh, us to connect a little bit about life groups. Um, and, and so uh, here we have Mark and Mary, and, um, and over here we have Jonathan and Gina. And I just, he, here is the, the, the thought, is as a church, there's always a tension between relationship and fellowship. With our relationship with God, relationship and fellowship. So let's talk about this for a second. Meaning if you are born again, you are covered under the blood. That means that we are family. You does that, does that, uh, and so if, if you're not new to church, I'm just trying to break it down because I hate insider language. And I, and I hate um, starting at uh, the fourth Marvel movie and nobody knows what we're talking about. Okay? So, so, so the reality is that God sent Jesus to redeem us and to adopt us into God's family. Jesus' blood, his sacrifice redeemed us. So now we are not going to God because of our good works. We are going to God because God loved us and sent his son to die for us and we were redeemed. Everybody got that? So we have a relationship with God. Woo! Come on. Yeah. Okay. Just because you are in relationship does not mean you have fellowship. A lot of families suffer because we are blood, but yet we're not talking to each other. A lot of churches suffer because there is relationship and no fellowship. When there is an absence of fellowship, then there is an absence of community. And here's the thing. You begin to do life by yourself. And here's the deal. 
it was, it, it says clearly in the Bible that no man is an island. Was that me? Uh, no, no man is an island. So here's what that means is God will call you to moments of isolation because he wants to connect with you. But he will not call you to total isolation because your life is to be salt and light. And so if we don't have fellowship, then here's what happens. We live in the past. And we never build our present. It's important for us to do life. If we were never supposed to do life together, why did Jesus have 12? Here's what a lot of people don't understand. As, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he could have died on the cross. But he didn't. Why? As soon as John the Baptist baptized him, the heavens opened up. God said, this is my son who I am well pleased Immediately when he got the mantle and immediately when he got the title, he could have died for our sins and, and saved time. Why didn't he? Because Jesus knew that part of the legacy was going to be what he left other people. These 12. And, and here's the deal. I love the fact that within the 12, there was one that rejected him, sold him out, stabbed him in the back, Sold him for 30 pieces of silver. In your life group, there may be one. <laughs> that you know what? And so here's all, all, all I'm telling you is in Jesus' life group, there was a dud. <laughs> but Jesus never said you can't come. In fact, Jesus said when Judas, uh, uh, when Judas betrayed him, he came in to the garden. Judas came into the garden and Jesus was there. And here's what he said. Here's what Jesus said. Friend, do what you've come to do. And, and, and Judas, Jesus allowed Judas to kiss him. Now, if that had been me, it would have been Jackie Chan across the face. I'm just <laughs> going to tell you, my flesh would have come out a little bit. I don't know if it would have been a pucker up. I think it would have been, you know, you know so, some of that. Um, we have to have fellowship. We have to get to know you. You have to get to know us. And here's the thing. The people who thrive in a body are connected. You don't believe me? Cut off your hand and see how well it lives. Cut off your foot and see how well it can live absent of the body. We are all called the body. And we are called the body because it was an example for us to live in fellowship together. And here's the thing I know about family, even our family. Some days there are good days. Come on, baby. And some days there are days when it gets real up in the sexton house. Okay. Anybody understand what I'm talking about? Okay. We'd like to say that voices don't get raised. We'd like to say, come on. We'd like to say that everyone is in control of all of their emotions and no one's ever hurt and, and we all say amen at the end of every sentence, but there are days. And it's over stupid things. Why'd you park there? Why are we going there? Come on. It, it's as easy as, why are we going down Walnut? We can go down this other road. It's a whole much faster. Do you, I should be driving. And then she looks at me and says, well, you can't. So. <laughs> <sighs> I 
the truth is, if we're going to be in fellowship, it's going to cause a little bit of sacrifice and a little bit of giving. But you will be better because of it. And so I want to ask some, some questions real quick. Uh, first of all, Mark and Mary uh, have been here. How long have you guys been here? How, how long? Almost, you got to use that mic now. Look at, uh, I, I can tell you, he's not a preacher, but that's all right. He will be one we, day. We've been here almost a year. Got a, all right, about a year. And so what, what was your first life group? Do you guys remember? Uh, in, in case you couldn't tell, we fit into the 38-plus uh, group. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so that, that was our first group, 38-plus. Good. And so, um, you know, how, how do you feel like that life group developed some of your relationships here at the house? And y'all can take turns. What? <laughs> she'll fix whatever you yeah, she'll, she'll She'll correct, make the necessary corrections. Um, those of you that do know me um, know I've, I'm kind of a shy guy. Uh, I don't make friends easily. It's kind of a struggle for me, and uh, just being in this life group with with like-minded believers and people that were willing to open themselves up not only to me but to my wife, and to make us feel comfortable. To me, that's I mean that's the first step. And when somebody welcomes you in, and we were welcomed in, it's not like oh y'all are here okay. It's like we're glad you're here. We want to get to know you, and that first step made it real easy for me to go okay maybe they aren't kind of weird and out there, you know, and, and they want to get to know me. Wow, that's, that's pretty cool. So just making us really feel welcome the first night we went, it was like, wow, okay. this is really good. Awesome. Mary, you want to add anything to that? Just that, you know, you will have a place. It's not just, hey, I love worship, I love the word, everybody's friendly, but knowing that you you know, the door is open for you to go a step further. You know, life can't happen just in an hour and a half making, just saying hi to people on Sunday. Because, like you said, I mean, life happens during the week. And so you kind of have to step out of yourself and put yourself out there. And sometimes it's scary. It really is. Because you do risk just a little bit of rejection. And like Mark said, he's kind of quiet. I'm the one who can just, hey, everybody. But, but even people who are like, hey, everybody, you still on the inside, you're kind of risking putting yourself out there. You can talk a lot, but actually opening up and showing your real self is still a little scary. And when you go to a life group, everybody else is still putting themselves out there and, and they're doing life together. And we say that a lot, but what it means is just that, is actually sharing life, the good, the bad, the ugly. And what that means is fellowship, going beyond just, hey, how are you? You know, spending, oh, man, I've got two hours. I don't even have two hours to share. Right. But what it means is, hey, we're going to do this together. And that has meant the world to us. It's great. It's great. And, and I, I would feel like that, that the majority of the people who you, you've been trucking with us, I, I really do believe, I don't want to, you know, uh, just speak through you, but, but I, I see it. I see the house doing life. Yeah. And, and that's more than a hashtag for us. 
um, we want to do life. I, I don't know how many moms showed up for the mom life. We had a baby shower here Friday, and uh, different ones helped put that together. And, and the reality is this, is that everybody's looking for a little bit of community. But our brokenness is the thing that keeps us away from community. You know, we, that's we and that's the thing. That's the thing. Because our brokenness keeps us away from God. Our brokenness keeps us away from other people. And, and what happens is um, you, you either get someone who does not want to connect because of something in the past. Or you got someone that wants to manage how we connect. And so because, and both of that's because of hurt. And so I would just encourage you to just take one step. To take one step. And, and if you do, I think it's going to be a blessing for you. Okay, Jonathan, Gina, uh, what was your first life group? Well, following Mark's cue, if you couldn't tell, we were young adults slash young couples. <laughs> we were 38 and over two. We were there. Uh, there was young adults and young couples. Young adults and young couples. All right. All right. And um, how has that life group helped develop your relationships here with people at the house? I mean, just following Mary's cues, it's just, I mean, you can obviously form relationships here just while you're here on Sunday, but <clears throat> going out there, it just builds next level relationships. It takes it to just a whole new level. Instead of just saying, hey, how are you? It's, you can text them anytime at night. If you're needing prayer, you can text them. If you're wanting to celebrate, you can text them. And it's just something amazing about that, just being able to know, okay, there's something wrong, or I just want to go out. We have people there that you can reach out to, and they're like, yeah. Exactly. And instead of just having one or two people, it's just you have a list of people. It's great. It's awesome. I love it. I love it. Okay, Gina, your turn. Put you on the hot seat. Um, if someone was considering, you know, being a part of a life group, how would you encourage them to get involved? Well, um, so there's, I think there's a lot of different ways that you can get involved in life groups. Um, I mean, obviously we have the app that has all the, the lists like on the screen. Um, but really I think you can even just walk up to people and say, Hey, like, I want to know more about your life groups and we're going to point you in all the right directions. I know, for example, like, um, the life group matchmaker, Sarah Saragusa, she's not here so I can talk yeah. about her. Um, <laughs> she, I mean, she just knows every life group and every person and if you really want to get connected she can you know just point you in the right direction as soon as you come in the door um but we have you know a lot of information on the table right now if you're not really big into technology i like the pieces of paper because then i can just kind of be like look it's like tangible here it is like it's on paper um and i mean really like able on them said i mean just come up to them ask them questions um yeah. Really, anybody can tell you. I mean, I don't know. It feels like to me everyone here is involved in some sort of life group, so we have an idea of, of yeah. what's going on. Here's the thing. We don't want to be an insider church, and all churches can become insider churches. And the one thing that we never wanted is we never wanted a cool kid table. That we never wanted where, okay, these people are, well, they're the it people in the church. Okay, well, first of all, let, let, me, let me just tell you this. And, and I'm, I'm just going to be very transparent. This is unscripted, but you, you, some of you are here because you love me, and some of you are here because you're ch checking me out. That's cool because I'm checking you out too. Uh, he, 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 here's the thing. is uh, First of all, let's just dispel this. Um, our church will have favorites. How can you do that? Jesus did. Here are the favorites. 
the people who are bought in, the people who are giving their life to build into other people, the people who, does that make sense? For you to say there are no favorites in life, you, you, that comes from a position of hurt when you can see that Jesus had 12 and in the 12 he had three and there were always people who got more because they gave more. And I'm not talking about just financially. I'm talking about like time, investment, life. And so the reality is I, you, will have faith, you will have people that you connect with easier because, I mean, the bottom line is Katie and I, we're here and we're doing uh, marriage. And we have three couples. Two couples want to hear what we have to say. And they're like, man, we're, we're going forward. And one couple's like, I don't know if I agree with anything that you're talking about. Okay? Well, I mean, the natural course, we didn't come up with a law of attraction. The law of attraction is something that all of us use. Does that make sense? And so for us to think, well, you shouldn't have favorites. Here's the thing that you need to understand. Our favoritism does not pick and choose who comes to the table. You pick and choose who comes to the table. The Bible is this. The kingdom of God is open for the whosoever will. God doesn't say you're qualified, unqualified. You're qualified, unqualified. You're qualified. You're, oh, you went to jail? You're not qualified. Oh, you, you went to seminary? You're qualified. In fact, it would probably be the opposite. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you went to seminary? Probably not. You yeah. went to jail? Come, you know, I mean, that, that's, yeah. the, that's the reality yeah. because God doesn't do things the way the world does. That's but right. here's what I can tell you is this is that if you're involved in life group, you're here, you're beginning to sow into this, people are going to know you, and you sow where you want to go, and favor will come to you because you're invested. That's how, this is crazy, all relationships work. And church is a relationship. So, there it is. The cat's out of the bag. <laughs> We will never want a cool kid table. The truth of the matter is we are all, if you want to know who I am, uh, I, I, I've been in ministry for 25 years. Uh, I served my pastor for 17 and a half uh, years at one church. This church was not started because of hurt. Uh, it was started because we were sent. And my goal is to hold the ladder as other people climb up. You are responsible for how high you go. That's the reality. You're responsible for that. And the truth is, you always have been. God will send people to call you out. Hey, there's a calling on your life. I hope that you're in service and something prophetic happens in your life. I hope that you're in service and you hear something from the depth of who you are. And you know what? Maybe the last church or the place that you were at or the last, you got hurt and you kind of stepped back a little bit. And maybe it was their immaturity. Come on. And maybe it was your immaturity. The, the reality is, come on, there's been days when I responded wrong to my wife because I was immature, right? And then there were days, very few. <laughs> That it was her. <laughs> Life with people is messy. Yeah. But I'm telling you that there is a house, and the reason we called this the house is because we knew that the only thing that God wanted to do from the very beginning to the end is He wanted to create a family. Yeah. A family where... There, there could be investment, production, and that we could go out 
and, and, and we could represent the image of God. Mm-hmm. Jesus came to restore that. And so my, my challenge to you is this. Get in a life group. Meet with Abel after service and just say, man, I'm new here. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, put me in a life group with a lot of fun people. Or put me in a life group with people that look like me. Mm-hmm. Put me in a life group that, uh, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I, but all I'm telling you is you can have relationship or you can have fellowship. And you will grow because of fellowship. And this house will become a home yes. if you do that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Y'all give these people a big hand. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Good job. Good job. All right. And so here's the thing is um, what, what we're going to do. Yeah, they're, they're moving stuff now. Sorry. Uh, I got like nine minutes to preach my first sermon. <laughs> uh, a story of my life. I want to do too much. Um, uh, so, so here's the thing is that I, I, I do, I would encourage you guys to go and take that, those off the, the screen and, and, and get into a life group. And here's the thing. Um, well, we're just going to pray about what life group we need to be in. We're just going to pray about it. Okay? Why don't you just do it and pray that you like it. Okay? <laughs> uh, okay? Why don't you do that? Because sometimes we give God these moments, but they're in, they make us inactive. That's what they do. They make us inactive. And here's the thing. God has always wanted you active. God has not wanted you inactive. And so when we pray, that, when we pray a prayer that says, God, make us move, then what we do is we say, God, you need to give me the motivation. God gave you life, and your life is motivation. Does, it, does that make sense? And so I'm not saying that we don't pray, but, but I, there are things that I don't pray about now. I don't pray if I should wake up today and be faithful to my wife. I don't pray if I should abuse my kids. There are things that I don't pray about. Does that make sense? And so if you know that God wants us connected to the body, for you to be praying about the fact that if God wants you connected, you don't have to be connected here, but I'm telling you, you're not going to thrive unless you're connected somewhere. And so if this is just a motivation for you to get you in another church, there are a lot of great churches in northwest Arkansas. We don't have the market. We are a voice in a city of voices. But I am telling you, for you to thrive, you got to be plugged in. People got to know your name. They got to know your kids. They got to know who you are. And there's got to be a little relational equity invested. And so pray that you meet someone. Pray that you're salt and light. Pray that, you know, God help my breath not be stanky the first night, you know, that we all meet. Uh, but but, but my, my encouragement to you would be uh, to go. Um, let's pray. Uh, and, and here's the thing. I, I think I'm just going to save my word. I, I think we had a word, and um, I think I don't want to drown it out. And so really what I want to do is, is I'm, I'm going to take... Uh, just a minute in Hebrews and, and I really do use the Bible guys uh, a lot uh, so I know that today you're like in, well that uh, we will talk for 25 minutes you need to open the Bible uh, uh, but um, uh, 
in Hebrews it says, let us not um, stop fellowship as some are getting in the habit of doing. And, and, and here's what I'm going to ask you. Uh, ben, if you, if you guys would, would come up here. Um, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. What's holding you back from relationship? What's holding you back from fellowship? Your last church? Come on, women, I love you. But sometimes, whoo! I mean, not our women, of course. Uh, but we cannot be jealous, insecure, and comparing, and be life-giving. We just got to love people. And the one thing that we're going to do at this church is we're going to love people regardless of what they look like or where they're from. And we're going to teach truth. That's what we're going to do. And here's what I want you to know, that God has a calling on your life. And I, I can't wait to get into what I'm going to talk about next week. But I got five minutes and there's no way that I can plant the seed that I want to plant. Um, but here's what I want to say. I hope that you're challenged to at least face the idea that I've got to do life with people. I've got to do life with people. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message ministered to you. Feel free to let us know on the Connect tab of the House Church app. We hope you have a great week.